What's up, bridal babes? I hope you're ready for another exciting episode of your favorite local wedding show, Bridal Buzz. I'm your host, Kat, and today we're joined in the studio by Serena from At Last Entertainment, aka The Wedding Duo. We're going to hear all about the top questions that wedding planners hear when it comes to weddings, obviously. <laughs> and before we get started, quick shout out to today's sponsor, Texas Wedding Ministers. You'll hear more about them as we get going. But with that, let's get started. Okay. Well, thank you again, Serena, for being here. I really appreciate it. Yeah. Yeah. I'm super excited to be back. Yes. Welcome back. You've been in here a couple of times before. So, you know, Bridal Babes, if you want to go hear more from Serena, go back and check out their other videos. But tell us a little bit about you again, just a little intro of who you are, your role in weddings, etc. You got it. So I'm Serena. I'm the owner of well, half the owner, my <laughs> husband as well, of At Last Entertainment and Events, where we provide local wedding planning and DJ services for the San Antonio area. My husband and I are also the wedding duo on social media, where we create wedding-related content for couples getting engaged. Yes. Mm -hmm. Love your content online, Bridal Babes. If you're not following them already and you're on TikTok, you're missing out, so make <laughs> sure you go check them out. But... So for today, we are going to be talking about the top questions that wedding planners hear. Mm -hmm. And I think, you know, getting into being a bride and entering into this other side of the wedding world, there are questions I didn't even realize I would have, but I just want to hear from you of like, what are the common things, the top things that you hear from brides and grooms, couples out there that you feel like we just should put out there so that everyone can come to a an understanding, you know? Yeah. Yeah. No, it's it's great to have this conversation because I think sometimes brides in particular are afraid to ask these questions. And so it's good to be able to put these answers out there so they don't feel alone and that they know that they are in this with yeah. other brides getting married. So one of the most common questions we see, and I think uh, other planners would probably agree, is do I need a wedding planner? Yeah. Let's right? start there. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like, do I need this role? And in reality, do weddings happen without wedding planners? Yes, they do. They happen all the time. Yeah. Every weekend, I'm sure, you know, there's um, a mother-in-law or a mother of the bride or a friend helping to do the planning and then execute the event. Yeah. The difference, I think, really stands in your level of enjoyment of the experience. Okay, so when you talk about do you need a wedding planner, I would say that the answer is not yes or no, but how much do you want to enjoy your day and <laughs> yeah. the process leading up to it, right? Yeah. Um, because that's what we are, is we are there to take that pressure off of the couple so that they can enjoy their wedding. Yeah, it's like um, the level of w want to have is for me very very high right like you don't need anything except for food and water and you know shelter in this life but a wedding planner comes forth on that list yes <laughs> like, yes for me to be able to just be hands-off not be concerned especially about those little details at the end like I love being involved in the designing part I love just aesthetics and party planning in general like I love but I don't want to be dealing with the the 
timeline of things, the details of things. So I'm very grateful to be able to have a wedding planner. But I think a lot of people stop at, oh my gosh, I'm going to have to pay thousands of dollars mm-hmm. for this. And, you know, I want to be able to pick my own colors and pick my right. own flowers. And there's different levels of planning, right? So for Absolutely. me, that's one of my top questions is what are the different levels of planning yeah. that we can get? Yeah. And so that is a great piece to kind of differentiate here. Um, there's definitely a difference between, you know, full on wedding planning, like when the wedding planner comes in right as you book mm-hmm. and helps to hold your hand through the entire process and then hiring a coordinator who comes in maybe four to six weeks before the wedding date and does the logistic pieces like creating a timeline. They're part of a walkthrough rehearsal. And then of course, day of coverage yeah. for your event. There's a huge spectrum and it's going to depend on the planner, you know, what they offer. So you'll really want to make sure that you look into the packages that fit for your, um, like for your event and what you're wanting. Now, the other thing is, um, when, when brides often say exactly what you said, uh, about, I still want to pick my colors. I still want to pick my vendors that happens even with full scale wedding planning. Yeah. There's rarely a time when, as a wedding planner, I'm making those decisions for the couple. I'm just helping to facilitate my recommendations and what I've seen that works really well. Right. Okay. So what else in between full Mm -hmm. service and I know there's day of coordination, there's six week out coordination. Is there anything... What are those in-between levels? Sure. So I know there's a lot of planners too that uh, um, offer like a wedding management package that happens about like three months. So they come in when kind of, I like to say like the rubber hits the road, right? Like Mm -hmm. when all those final decisions need to be made and that's more of like wedding management. And then you mentioned a a, a term that in wedding planning world is a little bit controversial, um, day of coordination, right? (laughs) It doesn't really exist in our world. And I get why people talk about that as if, you know, I just need someone there on the day of the wedding to help run the event. But you have to think about how challenging it would be for someone to just parachute into your wedding, yeah, not knowing who the players are or, you know, the parts that are important to you yeah. and then run the event. So even day of coordination, like for myself, starts at six weeks out mm-hmm. because I really need to be able to know who my vendors are, create that timeline. It just makes for a better experience overall. Yeah. It's like showing up to exam day without having even read a textbook about the subject. Yeah. Um, Which, you know, if that's, I don't want to throw any shame or shade to anybody, but like, yeah, I think that's a pretty fair comparison is just like six weeks out. You need to start studying. Yeah. You need to start getting, you know, um, diving into who the players are, where you're going to be, the logistics of all of that, because every venue is different. Every couple is different. Every wedding is different. So So true. And I think too, um, sometimes planners will offer a day of coordination, but it does actually include that correspondence. They'll just have that term, right? Because it's such a widely used term. Um, So again, it kind of falls back on look into exactly what is included with what you're looking for. Right. You know, because it may include that timeline creation and rehearsal and all those pieces that you want. Yeah. So we've covered, do we need a planner? What different types of planning Mm -hmm. are there? What would kind of come next in the natural timeline of questions? So the question that I get a lot, especially on TikTok, is what am I forgetting 
Hmm. Like, especially as it gets closer to the event, like I'll get brides that are a couple weeks out and they're like, I feel like I'm forgetting yeah, something. Like I, I'm missing something. Yes. Hmm. So what are the most common, they want to know like what I've seen forgotten. And what I often tell them is, you know, um, the more organized you can be coming up to that point, And of course this doesn't help them if they're already there, but that will help you feel better that you have all your ducks in a row. But also um, there's checklists available for brides, templates available out there for um, kind of your last minute check the block for your ceremony pieces, for your reception, all of that. One of the things that I see sometimes that um, is kind of overlooked is planning for the ceremony. Mm. And what I mean by that is who's bringing what to the ceremony and who's getting it up to the altar, like all those pieces, right? Mm. Um, if they're having a unity ceremony, right? Like who's bringing that candle yeah. in the box down to the ceremony space and setting it up, right? If you don't have a full-on coordinator. Um, so some of those little things are just good to kind of put on a checklist and check them off as you go. And then you don't have to like worry about forgetting them because I think that that's a lot of the anxiety is like, yeah. I'm going to forget something that's like super important, right? Yeah. Which hopefully, yeah, if you're doing a unity ceremony, we don't forget the candles. Right. I did see um, a TikTok of a bride that was like supposed to wear an overskirt at her ceremony and she forgot to put it on. Yes. So like I've seen literally exactly. stopped the ceremony, had them bring the overskirt. She was like, you know, like, this is only going to happen once. I'm going to put the overskirt yeah, on right now. And she now. probably <laughs> invested a lot of money and yeah. wanted that, those pictures. Yeah. And I totally get it. Right. Yeah. So it happens no matter how much you plan to. So I think it's something to remind everybody out there of like... If something doesn't go the way you planned it on your day of, mm -hmm. you got to just like brush it off, laugh it off. Hopefully nobody's getting injured in the process. You know, it's not like detrimental, but right. you know, we can always put the overskirt on halfway through the ceremony. Exactly. It's going to be okay. Being flexible <laughs> is, is huge. And, but I get it, right? It's a huge day in, yeah. in one's life. And my husband and I, when we uh, talk to couples about weddings, we often you know, try to sympathize with the fact that this is the first time for most couples that they are planning an event of this magnitude, this amount of cost, yeah. this amount of pressure, right? So wanting it to go a certain way or being fearful that you are going to forget something or something's going to go, um, you know, not the way you planned is totally understandable. Yeah. And that is honestly where a wedding planner and or a coordinator, you know, um, comes into play because they are the ones that are experts in the process of planning right and then making sure that those pieces are not forgotten yeah they are the show must go on mm -hmm. crew and yeah there's there could be timeline hiccups there could be physical things missing hiccups yes. like you never know what you're gonna get it's like a box of chocolates on your wedding day absolutely right? <laughs> and we come prepared I mean I have like an emergency kit with items you know, that are commonly forgotten. Like I have an extra garter in my bag, you know, wow. because those types of things, I mean, honestly, again, we hope that it never does happen to a couple, but you've got to just be ready for anything. And that's kind of our purpose. Yeah. So talk to me about the wedding day emergency kit too. Yeah. Like, 
I mean, I, I don't need you to go through your whole, I'm sure you have a hundred different things in that <laughs> list, but if you were to tell a couple, you know, if you had to have 10 things in that emergency kit right? or like, you don't have to give exactly 10, but like, what are your top items that you think everybody needs to have on hand sure. on their wedding day? Sure. So, you know, simple things like scissors, um, tape, you know, like items that you would put in like your junk drawer, <laughs> like that you use regularly really come in handy yeah. for wedding day. And then of course for the bride, safety pins, those mm. are really helpful. Bobby pins, extra bobby pins. Um, there's other things that are really useful like um, garment tape, mm -hmm. you know, if for some reason there's a little bit of a wardrobe malfunction on wedding day, you can have that tape that helps to kind of adhese the pieces, yeah. right? And then anything you keep in like your um, toiletry bag, you know, mm -hmm. you want to make sure you're bringing mints and yeah. <laughs> deodorant, like all <laughs> those pieces because it's a long day yeah. and sometimes you need to freshen up and yeah. it, it really is helpful to have those things on hand. Like the last thing you want to forget is deodorant <laughs> on your wedding day. Seriously. Even if it's cold, I feel like just like nervous sweating Absolutely. is like a very real thing. I mean, for me at least, I don't know. And there's this little trick that I'll tell you. So um, if you put like Vaseline on your pressure points and then spray perfume, it's supposedly going to help keep that scent huh. longer. Huh. So just a little bit of, not a ton, right? But just a little bit of Vaseline on yeah. the pressure points, like on your wrists and your neck. And then when you spray the perfume, it helps kind of absorb the scent. Oh, that's a very good fun fact. Yeah. Yeah, you don't want to put like a glob and have like a no, glossy no. spot on your hand. But <laughs> Sorry, I shook your hand. I'm greasy, oh right? Oh my gosh. Yeah. yeah, it's petroleum jelly everywhere. Yeah. <laughs> but um, yeah, that's just kind of a fun fact I learned through doing TikToks and yeah. yeah. Before we keep going, I'm going to give a quick shout out to today's sponsor, Texas Wedding Ministers Bridal Babes. If you are looking for a minister, an officiant, an elopement in a park on a beach, Texas Wedding Ministers is here to help. This team is full of professional people that specialize in making your day go as smoothly as possible. You don't want to have somebody up there who's going to forget to tell your friends to sit down after they rise for the bride, etc., etc. So make sure you look at Texas Wedding Ministers to find the perfect officiant for your wedding. Check them out on sanantonioweddings.com today. Okay, let's keep going. So kind of on the TikTok theme, I've recently heard someone say, you know, like all of this aesthetic inspiration on TikTok can kind of get toxic. Mm -hmm. You know, you can kind of get overwhelmed by seeing what other people are doing and feeling like you are not going to meet that level of expectation on your wedding day. So I don't know if this is a common question, but like, how do you help? your couples kind of cope with yes reality of <laughs> wedding no, planning. It, it is such a good topic and something that I think I'm glad that I'm seeing brought up, right? Because that pressure, it's almost like, like we're revisiting high school, right? Yeah. Like the popular girls get all the pretty expensive stuff for their event. Like, mm -hmm. and you feel this like competition um, with these people you've never even met yeah. to, to outdo the next person, right? And so I think it's really important when couples initially get engaged and they start their wedding planning process, the first thing you're going to want to do is be realistic about your finances. Okay. Because that is going to set the tone for what you can and cannot do yeah. for your event. And, um, we talk about a lot, my husband and I just being honest with yourselves and with your families 
when you're planning out a budget. Okay, this is how much we can and want to spend in each category. And once you lay that out, I think it really helps people to go back to that and keep themselves on a path of, okay, you know, yes, we would like these extras, but let's wait and see if we can get them after we've checked these off the block, like all the necessities, right? And then another thing is I really try to stress that wedding planning goes in kind of peaks and valleys, right? So when you're initially engaged, there's all this stuff to do. You've got to find a venue, which gives you the date. Then you're looking for a dress. You're talking about, you know, all those big pieces. But after that, there's a little bit of a lull where you aren't doing a whole lot as far as wedding planning is is concerned. And I tell my couples, take it and run with it. Put Mm -hmm. the binder on the shelf. Tell everybody I'm taking a break. You know, however long you need, whenever that point is in your wedding planning process, take it and take breaks. Yeah. Be realistic about the fact that you can't just focus on wedding planning 24-7 and not get completely overwhelmed and stressed out, yeah. right? Yeah. So that's important. Yeah. There doesn't have to be something to do every day. Mm-mm. Yeah. It's going to be okay. I even like made it, I mean, I had a different reason for not looking for my dress early on. I was like, I want to lose some weight, blah, blah, blah. Got over that. Love myself. Yes. Looked for my dress kind of late in my planning process. But I'm like, you know, if it's in your timeline and in your ability to kind of give yourself you know, a little bit of break between those bigger moments at the beginning, like definitely do it. There are certain things that you need to book right away. Your venue, your photographer, people, the DJ, people that are one person, you're, they're not going to be able to be in separate places on the same day. Mm -hmm. The dress, I think, you know, as long as you're aware of your designer's timeline, like for me, mine is like six months, you know, so I'm in good time and I didn't have to get it right when I got engaged. And I'm glad I gave myself a little bit of time to kind of process what I wanted for my wedding. Mm -hmm. Look at all the inspiration, go through three different versions of my own Pinterest board and like then get to a place of, oh my gosh, I can't, I can't stop thinking about this dress that I tried on. So yes, I said yes. And yeah, I'm feeling good about it, but I'm glad I gave myself that time just to process being engaged, you know? It is. It's really important. And something that I saw not so long ago that was really inspiring uh, somebody in the wedding industry on TikTok was talking about continuing the conversation with your fiance about why you're getting married in the first place, right? Because as especially a bride-to-be, you can get a little lost in all the outside extras like needing certain things or I should be doing this and I'm not doing this, Um, but kind of always taking some time to come back to the focus of what your wedding is and that is the union of you and your partner right and that if you are there on that day even if it rains you know people don't show whatever something happens that you think may be catastrophic right you are there with that person that you love and you're going to say those words in front of you know whoever and could be five people could be 500 yes yeah (laughs) yes exactly and you'll be married exactly at the end of the day you'll be married (laughs) it's important it's important to just kind of come back to that at certain points and and make that the priority too so i kind of want to know if there are any off the cuff questions like kind of out there things that you're saying like brides would feel maybe uncomfortable asking but 
they do like or they need to like it needs to be addressed well i will say um you know we talked about the stress of wedding planning right but sometimes that stress can also come from other places and something that gets brought up all the time like on our lives when we talk to couples um is difficult relationships like Mm. dealing with um maybe your soon-to-be mother-in-law and trying to maintain that relationship while wedding planning maybe she's a strong personality and has a lot of opinions and you know you want to continue obviously to be in her good graces but you're also having trouble planning your wedding with her around so that is something that even though it doesn't necessarily fall under the wedding planning category for me i've talked with many brides Mm. about kind of how to have tough conversations because i think some of you out there are planning a wedding you know you may be in your you know early 20s mid 20s you've never had to like have tough talks with people and stand up for yourself um so it can be challenging yeah well i know for me it's i'm learning a lot about different family dynamics that i've never Mm -hmm. that just weren't talked about and it's like oh why you know why isn't this person on the list or like things like that and it's like i'm learning a lot about my family and my fiance's family through our wedding planning process and it is it's kind of like the first time where you have to like hold your own ground Mm -hmm. um for a lot of people you know maybe if you're a later kind of an older couple that's a different story but yeah if you're in your early 20s it is kind of like that first moment of identifying your boundaries Mm -hmm. and your level of like your standards and everything with a large group of people and you know, you could even have a great relationship with your mother-in-law up until that point. And right. then now it's coming to, she doesn't get as many people as she wanted to invite exactly. or, you know, she doesn't get to wear the colored dress she wants to wear or like little things like that, where it can mm-hmm. put a new test in your relationship where you haven't had to have before. And I mean, at least having a wedding planner, you have a support system mm-hmm. that is kind of like third party outside of your family to where you don't have to be like, oh my gosh, like talk, not talking bad, but just like venting about your exactly. own family to your own family. So that, I don't know if that's your role, but. <laughs> well, but I mean, I think it comes along with, for example, uh, brides will ask, how do I tastefully put on my invitations that kids are not allowed? Mm. And that kind of falls in that category, right? right? Yeah. Like, because they're getting all this pressure from the families to invite all the kids and they're like, but we can't afford and we don't want the kids yeah. at our wedding. Right. And so how they will ask me, how do I create this verbiage? That's not going to sound harsh, you know? Yeah. So, so some of those things I can definitely help with and, mm-hmm. and definitely I think falls in the role of, of your wedding plan. Yeah. For and, sure. and like plus ones and all of that. All of it. So much complicated conversation. Yeah. And... So that's kind of what I meant by like helping guide them on you know, um, the etiquette and maybe how to have these conversations, um, so that it doesn't, you know, create more drama, more issues, you know, for the couple. Uh, we do like to say a lot of times too, it is good if you're having some tension, whether it be between your maid of honor or Mm. a parent or, you know, try to have those conversations, try to hash it out before the wedding, right? Because the last thing you want is for things to come to a head on the wedding day. (laughs) The last, like the last day that that needs to happen on for real. And speaking of bridal party, what would be your advice to someone who's kind of like asking, how do I, how do I give my bridal party responsibilities? Mm. What responsibilities do I give them? Right. And this comes up quite often too. So it's a great question. Um, I think it really depends on 
the dynamics that you have with your friends or your family, like whether it be your sister or a cousin or your best friend. Um, I'm seeing a lot of couples or brides lately have multiple like maids of honor or a matron of honor and a maid of honor or not have any titles, right? Um, To kind of help not have issues with who's doing what and someone's helping more than someone else or, um, you know, so I think it's important to just know the dynamics of your friend group and to think that through before you just have these maybe unrealistic expectations of what everybody's going to be doing in the wedding party. Right. And so I guess picking a maid of honor, I I've heard people say like, you know, don't pick your best friend who's not going to be on top of it, blah, blah, blah. Mm -hmm. But I think if you take that approach of like, just, you know, if your maid of honor is the person you love the most that you want by your side and you have other people in your bridal party that could help where she might fall short, like, wh- don't compromise your relationship with that person just because they're not, you know, the most organized type A personality. That's such a good good way to describe it, honestly, because it it's nice to have more than one person fill that role because it can be a lot. Like, let's say, for example, your maid of honor is, you know, newly graduated and has a baby or yeah. something, you know, like has other things or going on Or maybe she's not graduated life. yet. Yeah, you know? or she's going you know, through school and, and you probably have a lot of other friends who'd be willing to fill in for that role or do those things with you. And a lot of times I'll recommend to have, you know, a friend group party to put together your favors, you know, invite everybody over, have your wine, you know, and make it fun, make it exciting. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and a way to kind of get together before the big day. Nice. And kind of running to the other side of the altar, the What's a typical question that you might get from a groom or, you know, the the other party? Yes. Yeah. So we have a surprising amount of grooms, you know, that follow us and ask questions. And it's, you know, I hate to say that it's like the stigma of like the grooms, you know, just show up. Right. But there is. Yeah. Um, And so uh, I think it's good to put out there that they do want and can be as involved (laughs) in these decisions. Right. Um, so a lot of times the grooms are, are given tasks that are very specific, whether that be, you know, you get to pick the DJ and pick the music or help with that. Um, but a lot of times they'll ask how they can help, you know, just, they feel maybe a little lost in the whole planning process Mm -hmm. and like, what should they be doing to help? Maybe they see their fiance stressed out and they want to know where they can be useful. Right. And what I always tell couples in this kind of situation is just ask and keep your communication open throughout the process right and give your opinion if you like something let it be known if you if you would rather not you also get a say you're half of this union right um and i think it's good to make those decisions together because it helps guide you for a marriage right good practice it's good practice (laughs) absolutely yes 100 percent. what would be your one piece of advice to that other party or Mm -hmm. typically the groom who might want to be more involved, but they don't know how to be more involved. Is there a certain area that, you Mm -hmm. know, they might feel more comfortable in? Even just going on the appointments, right? Because um, for the services we offer, it it happens quite a bit where I'm just meeting with the bride, right? So 
make yourself available to be there for all of those appointments so that you can know you know what needs to be done and you can say oh remember when we met with you know the florist they asked us to pick out the colors for yeah. the floor you know just so you can be helpful in those roles um it really helps to attend those meetings and and make sure you are um involved yeah, really that's you know some good advice i mean there's a lot of conversation that can happen in an hour and a half on those phone calls or in those meetings and having an extra pair of ears to just kind of like take down notes and action items. Yeah, definitely. And I think it also just kind of shows your partnership in this, right? Like even if you say nothing and you're just sitting there as kind of, you know, uh, moral support for the, for the event, I think it's just helpful on both sides, right? What, whoever is the stronger personality in in the relationship. Um, Something we've done recently that's been really fun since we're kind of talking about grooms is we've recommended that the grooms get their own song mm. for the ceremony because traditionally, you know, the bride has her entrance, right? But why shouldn't the groom get to pick a song or have some music that is special to them yeah. to walk down the aisle to? So we've been kind of doing a series, or we did recently, about having the, it's called Groom's Day 2. And it means like, hey, you know, make these decisions, look through music, find something that's special to you yeah. and that's symbolic for you. For the ceremony oh it's the groom's day too <laughs> yes yeah i like you know that phrase of like i you know i just showed up it's right. like let's it's 2022 absolutely let's change that whole mentality mm-hmm. because i mean i know my fiance has opinions about things and i think the more i kind of like invite him to be in the mm-hmm. process he is because i think it's just like traditionally he you don't grow up thinking about that as a Right. As a male in the United States. And so it's it takes two to kind of open that up as an opportunity. I, there might be some brides out there who do not want their groom involved at all, which, mm-hmm. you know, that might be a them problem. And they need to kind of face that as they go into their marriage together. Sure. Of like, yeah, you have to have compromise. I mean, wedding planning overall is great practice for your marriage. Yeah. Because of all these things we've touched on today. You know, it's like... You have to, you're, you're undertaking this huge event, finances, family dynamics, yeah. compromise, like we were just talking about. So I think in that sense, it, you know, you want to be as successful at it as you can. Right. So you can go into your relationship as a married couple with a strong foundation. Yeah. Well, and like the wedding is supposed to be fun. So if yes. you can't even come together and plan something fun, <laughs> like good luck handling like real life problems as they come i don't know like that yes that's a whole other podcast it's true right (laughs) for sure so is there anything else that you want to put out there like top questions top tips that you just want to leave with the audience before we sign off for the day i think that sometimes as a wedding planner and maybe in the industry as a whole um we feel like we're like justifying our position as far as like, like we talked about in the beginning, like, do you need a wedding planner? And I just want to touch back on the difference in the experience for you as a couple on your wedding day um, with someone there in charge and who knows your vision. It's night and day, the ability to sit back, relax, enjoy your day, knowing that things are going to be handled that there's someone there on your side that's going to answer questions. Yeah. Um, it, it's just a huge difference. And again, there's 
varying degrees of wedding planning. You can start at the beginning or have someone come in a little bit later, but just that piece of, you know, Dominic and I, my husband like to say, we keep our couples in the bubble of bliss, right? Mm -hmm. And that is where we want them to stay for their day, right? And that's what the wedding planner is there for. I love it. I feel like we should do a whole episode about the bubble. Yeah. Things to do to not burst the bubble. Right. (laughs) You know, there's a lot. So yeah, Yeah. that could be a whole episode for sure. Oh, I love it. Thank you so much, Serena, for coming in today. And if our bridal babes want to find you and the wedding duo online, what's the best way to do that? Sure. So our local business at last entertainment and events is on Instagram at lastent.com is our website, but we're also the wedding duo on TikTok and Instagram. We have our own podcast, which is the wedding duo podcast. And um, yeah, we're everywhere and you can find us. We'd love to hear from you. Yay. And your podcast comes out weekly, bi-weekly. We try weekly. (laughs) Same here. (laughs) There, you know, life happens. Life happens for sure. Cool. Well, they can expect some consistent content from you guys and, you know, on TikTok and everywhere. Um, So thank you again so much for coming. And we look forward to having you again soon. So bridal babes, don't forget the buzz doesn't have to stop here. We are everywhere online. You can find us on your favorite social media platform and you can find new bridal buzz episodes every week. So make sure you stay tuned for the next one and make sure you also check out today's sponsor, Texas Wedding Ministers on sanantoniaweddings.com and at last entertainment they're also on sanantoniaweddings.com so with that serena thank you and let's just wave to this camera and say bye bye see you next time